it's doing this thing as usual, and we are live. I'm gonna let you know today. It's a sad day on y'all debates because I cracked my phone today. Yep, yep and, he did. <laughs> and two days ago, my coffee pot broke, which was devastating for me. That was heart wrenching for me. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm very little without my coffee, as you can see. So I see your retrograde ended with saying <laughs> everything is breaking. Uh, yeah, so I don't know what's going on with that. But guys, we are live and we do have a very interesting topic for you and something that I think needs to be addressed yep. because we see this like going on a lot on Facebook and it's this quote unquote being woke. Yep, or stay woke. Stay woke. Hashtag stay woke. Hashtag stay woke. So what is being woke? And I think this more and more so we there's a social media wise, <laughs> there's a ton of different <laughs> meanings as far as being quote unquote woke. But for me and a certain standpoint that I see is just like I see like a lot of fallacy in it. And I don't know, that's just my take on it. What is like what, what do you see is like this whole being woke as far as what we get into it, but like how it's presented. So being woke means awareness of self mm -hmm. and inquiring for more knowledge of self. And mm -hmm. also um, it means that you're aware of racial and social injustices mm -hmm. in the system. So a lot of people take being woke as just like being like a black nationalist sometimes, like, you know, mm -hmm. like just being like extremely plural black when it really isn't that. I'm black, I'm black. Yeah, like it's <laughs> not that. Like you can be woke and fight for the rights of everybody. Like being woke encompasses all groups of people, black, trans, gay, mm -hmm. um, other Hispanic groups, anybody who's not white, who don't experience the blanket <laughs> of white privilege, mm. which um, is affect affects everybody in society, especially in the industrial prison industry and criminal justice, things like that. Like, mm. it's, it's really like something that needs to be addressed like with people. Like, and I think a lot of people take being woke as like a joke sometimes. Mm. They just think that, oh, they woke, but they don't got no facts. But it's like, mm. no, it's now we're, we're more thirsty for the knowledge and information that we couldn't access 20, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. So and like, it's interesting to me that, that now a lot more people, especially our generation is more woke mm -hmm. per se, but then it's also used against us like in derogatory terms. Like you have people getting called like hoteps and stuff like that, <laughs> yeah. like hotep men and things like that. And yeah. that's not good because hotep means to be at peace. Yeah. So when you're using that to say, oh, like you, you a hotep dude because <laughs> you out here selling shea butter and promoting black unity and black marriage and things like that it's not it's just like that's defeating the whole purpose of being what we're supposed to inform each other educate each other and give each other knowledge of everything so True. so so do you think that kind of like uh so we got kiana brown and iris lockhart in the chat hey guys so um but again like so do you think that kind of like like you said kind of black nationalist mindset is that kind of like counterproductive to being woke in a sense no. in certain ways no mm. i think we should be um proud of who we are as american people as black people as people from descending from africa we mm. should be proud of our culture our skin tone mm. because through our life we were told not to we're not 
desire people. We are the bottom of the barrel. We are the scum of the earth. Mm. So now that we're coming into ourselves, people want us to still be back ashamed of ourselves. And we're now telling them like, no, we here, we're black and we're proud. We here, like we both, we know what's up. We know the real history. We know, we know our facts. We fact check stuff. We, mm -hmm. We're more in tune. So, so, but now, now this is one something that I wanted to like bring to light on that situation because I remember you had posted up on uh, Instagram saying like, "What is woke being me?" And like, I, and this is what I said like, and I know it's anonymous, but I'm saying I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I said it's understanding yourself, understanding the world around you. And then understanding how your actions affect the world around you. And I think in that sense, that is the ultimate presence of being woke. Because a lot of the times we do things and we don't necessarily think about the, the long-term effects or habits that it might have. And um, I think in the essence of that, like, sometimes the inability to look long-term or have it's like, in a sense, short-sightedness is in a sense, in a sense, being asleep from what I like. So from what I'm seeing. So when I say that understanding the world around you, I would say more so like, and I forgot to put my phone on, do not disturb, damn it. But I would say like, again, understanding the immediate world around you and how to navigate through the negative influences of it you know as opposed to just saying like oh yeah it's just like it's uh we we it's it's like black nationalists it's like oh we gotta you personally before you can like bring anybody else together you have to personally find that journey on yourself and awaken yourself before you can start like kind of like trying to develop like this whole you know, like you see what i'm saying because it was yeah, like you have to be proud of who you are and be aware of knowledge of yourself. So you have mm -hmm. to do, you have to know yourself before you can project and educate anyone else being woke. And actually wokeness is like a quasi religion. I, I found that out in research, like the, the whole process of being woke and wokeness mm -hmm. is like spiritually finding yourself, like being, being in tune with who you are as a person, like, and like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't include just one group. Like it's not just, to black people, it's for anybody who doesn't benefit under the umbrella of white privilege and mm -hmm. they feel social injustices, biases, bigotry, all those things like that, that it's being aware of that and how that affects us. And also mm -hmm. spreading that knowledge to those who are privileged or, you know, lack the privilege and mm -hmm. are ignorant to this stuff. It's educating them on these things. Like, Especially with um, the whole thing with Trayvon Martin, that's where really like wokeness really like mm -hmm. picked up like traction. It was from him because originally it was like mentioned like in Erica Badu's song "Master Teachers," mm -hmm. but it really gained traction after Trayvon Martin was gunned down by George Zimmerman because it made us realize that look, there are black people out here getting murdered by white people and cops, mm -hmm. and they get away with it. But if we were to go out there and go kill someone, we're going to jail. That next day, the minute they catch us, we're going to jail. We're innocent before proven guilty. We're guilty upon assumption. Mm -hmm. There's no innocence before proven guilty. They automatically just assume you're guilty. Like the media, their narrative, that's another part of being woke, is 
making sure that we tell our side of the story because a lot of time media likes to say they're unbiased, but it's very biased. If you look at headlines for people who commit crimes who are of color or minorities mm -hmm. versus white people who commit crimes, they always try to paint out the white person as like, you know, they're like, oh, he was a good guy. He used to fish, he used to hunt. If you are black and you do anything, mm -hmm. they will either try to find your criminal history or if you do something, the first picture they put up is a mugshot of you. But if a white man did something, they're mm -hmm. putting up a picture of him and his family, him and his kids, him and his dog, like everybody loves dogs. Yeah. So they're going to put up all those things. And it's like they're trying to create this narrative that we are these monsters. And so being woke means you're spreading the knowledge of self. Like, no, we're not these monsters. We are educated people. We go to college. We do these things. But they want us to not think that because a part of white supremacy is the idea that all black people think the same. Mm -hmm. We don't. We don't function at their intellectual level. So we cannot comprehend the things that they give to us. So us being aware of that, we can combat their thinking like, no, actually, no, we do know our facts. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times they'll tell you like, oh, that's not facts. Check your history. And then when you hit them with facts, then all of a sudden now you're the N-word. Mm -hmm. So. Well, I'll tell you like this. And, and this is something that. That I had to kind of like throw on myself. It's just like you kind of got to read between the matrix. Um, I understand that, like, that I'll tell you just like that. The media and politicians are masterminds of manipulating the ideas and feelings of the masses. And um, a big part of that is reading between the BS, understanding it from a point that and this is how they this is how they play on a lot of people because they don't understand. They don't understand that these people aren't stupid. In no way, shape, or form, um, and I'll tell you like this, in no shape, way, or form are people in these positions of power, are they idiots, are they dumbasses, are they any type of ignorant? It is uh it's a facade. And uh and understanding that, I was able to like kind of see through, like, like even with like a lot of the antics that go on, um, like let's say with quote unquote Donald Trump, like a lot of a lot of the shit that he says, like people will say like it's ignorant, but I, I say it like this, it's just like he knows exactly what he's doing. Like people, yep. like people might think that like he's like a fool or he's a bigot, he's ignorant or this. He is. A TV personality. He is a businessman. His main, and now a politician. So when you have like these kind of personalities together, you got to understand you have somebody who's in a position who knows how to manipulate the feelings and perspectives of the mass uh, of the masses, and that's why he he won the election. And I remember Dave Chappelle. He had. Uh, on his comedy special, he said this when he said, uh, I believe he said he lived in Ohio or Oklahoma. I want to say it was Ohio. And he said he was at the ballot. He was like the only black person in line. <laughs> he was just like, and it was like, like all poor white folks. He was like, you stupid motherfuckers. He's not, not fighting for you. He's fighting for me. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's, it's like, it was, it was something that even when I was, I was reading it in my own studies, I was reading this book, it's called um, The Destruction of Black Civilization from 3000 BC to 2000 AD. And um, what I tell people is this, it's like, 
the racism that we see today, in all honesty, is a business model. Um, it's not just as simple as trying to um, disempower people. Nope. It's more so as a way of staying in position. And I found this because they said, you know, they constantly sent in, uh, you know, missionaries and armies and invasions and all of this. And and even when they did conquer, it's just like they would reconquer territories. And they found out like, okay, well, we're, we're wasting resources, manpower, and time by doing this, by constantly trying to overtake these people. Um, we see that brute strength, numbers, and resources don't matter because they're always going to rise up against us at one point in ter- uh, at one point in time. So the only way to make sure that we stay and maintain in power is to manipulate these people mentally. Yep. So so when I, when I say like when, so when I say that racism is a business model, it's a purpose behind it. It's yep. basically somebody is profiting. <laughs> or basically like what's going on. There's different sections. Um, that's another part of being woke is being aware of the intersectionalism in in, in life, in this whole infrastructure of life. Like it's yeah. a business. Being a racist and profiting off of racism is a business. Like, and, and I'm going to say this, not just to uh, on black against white, but white against white. If you tell somebody who's in a in a position that lacks power that you're better than this person, no matter what you no matter what they do, say or feel, you give that person the mindset that they never have to do anything to achieve anything greater, yep. because you already put them in a mindset which like, well, I'm better than all these people, no matter what I do. And that's where, like, like when you see you see at the KKK rallies, you, do you see any? Any billionaires there? Any millionaires? Any real big international business owners? Or do you see the <laughs> conditions? Mm-hmm. We're freed from slavery, became sharecroppers, and things like that. So unpaid workers working, basically still in that time, modern day slavery and things like that. And they were mad because they couldn't profit off of us once the black farmers came up north and realized that they can make money as free black people working in like the factories and things like that. So then they tried to find different ways to keep us um, as slaves that introduced the industrialized prisons, which they make money off of locking black people up and using them for labor down there. A lot of um, the jails down south are farms. Mm. They are farms. They work these people for little next to nothing. You're right. You're it's right. modern day slavery, like this whole system. So that's why being woke means being aware of all of this, mm-hmm. having this information, this knowledge, and then also using this knowledge and spreading this knowledge to other people that, you know, not everybody's going to be receptive to what you have to tell them, like this knowledge and things like that. A lot of people are gonna look at you like you're crazy when you tell them some of this stuff. I'm like, no way, man. Like that stuff don't happen today. Like they keep forgetting like apartheid just ended not too long ago. Not even, it was like 20 something years, 20, 30 something years ago. Apartheid just ended in South Africa. Like we still have things happening to this day, which is why we have to be aware. Like I wouldn't say like go to the extremes of it because there's always an extreme of anything. Like you can always be an extremist to anything. It's just more so like, do your part. Do your due diligence in your part. We can, I can, I can not Superman, so I can't save the world yeah. from anybody, but I can inform my people, tell my people, you know, like whatever I have knowledge in, I always love to share that with people because I feel like that's the best way that you can empower someone 
is to teach them. Like I, if people come to me and they don't know nothing and I, and I know it, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, you're stupid. Like, you don't, you don't get, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to explain it to them and break down the best way that they can understand it and comprehend it. Because a lot of times you can tell somebody something, but if they don't comprehend it, it's just like talking to a brick wall. Mm. So it's more so like we have to be um, more patient too, because a lot of these things are learned behaviors. Mm. They're learned behaviors. Racism is taught. It's not, you're not born racist. You are taught this. So just like how they're teaching their people to do these things, mm -hmm. we have to teach ourselves how to do these things. We have to go and find these books and find these things like that. They're not readily available to you. You have to do your own research and research is extremely important, especially mm -hmm. like I always say this, like research any and everything. Like Google is at your fingertips. If you don't know something, Google it and then fact check. Check your sources because a lot of times, a lot of the things that pop up about black history and things like that are not facts. They are from editorials, from people who write them. So these are just people's opinions on these subjects. They're not even facts. So a lot of times we think something is a fact and then we go back and check it and it's not even facts. So you have to just fact check your sources, you know, just check things. If you don't know something, mm -hmm. you know, instead of you speaking on it and then people saying you're dumb, research it, take time out. Like it takes like five minutes to just investigate something. If you want to find a book on something on history, Egyptology. I, I don't really believe in Egyptology because that is just a whole nother subject in itself. Like I just do not support that of ancient, the ancient lands of, of Africa, you mm -hmm. know, like Kemet and Timbuktu and all that stuff like that. Like I just can't, I don't support Egyptology. Like I just don't feel like it, it wasn't Egypt. It wasn't called Egypt. And I just don't support that. Like yeah. when the pharaohs and, and them lived there, it was something completely different. Like they're there now wiping out all of the hieroglyphics and repainting them to fit their own narrative. So I just do not support Egyptology and all those, those things like that. Like You can't even tell somebody who's from Egypt that they are African. They will look at you like you are crazy. They don't, they don't believe that they are African. They do not associate themselves with being African. And it's crazy because that's like, part of the motherland. They're right next to Ethiopia, which is basically what we call the birthplace of humanity. The The oldest human remains come from there. Mm. So it's like we were born there and we spread out throughout the world. Like we, we, we spread out before the conquerors and everybody, we spread out and went to different places. There are black people on every part of this world. You can find mm. a group of indigenous or, or black people who've migrated there through time before um, slavery and after. Like there are people on the Polynesian islands. There are people in South America. Brazil has a big, big African population. They were one of the biggest with the slave trade. So it's just more so now we have to connect all as one group. Like we've been spread out and we just have to connect. But right, I'm I'm gonna I'm a backtrack a little bit on this one because it's something that, like how you were saying that, um, that integration was the destruction of white folks. Yep. In a sense, I'm not not in, not in a defense, but in a sense, true. Um, especially in here uh, in America, we have the quote unquote one drop rule. Uh, with integration, what you got, what you got to understand is that um, the predominant quote unquote Aryan feature, uh, features are blonde hair blue eyes, pale skin, which is which are not dominant traits. Blue eyes aren't dominant. That's a blonde, recessive gene. Yeah, blonde hair isn't dominant. Yep. So when so when we talk about quote unquote wiping out the white white race, it's just like 
it's, it's some truth <laughs> in this sense. And it's just like, you, you understand it's not even just what um, black folks, like when you, when they are integrated with Asians, you know, sometimes they, they cut, take on jet black hair. Um, and or, their eyes, the yeah. monoliths, they take on their features because um, the Asianoid features are extremely distinctive and strong yeah. through people. So, so, so when we, so when we talk about that in a sense, it's not really a far-fetched idea. So, um, I, I remember I was watching this movie, um, Time Machine. This was like 2001 or something. Um, once the world was set, everyone was beige, <laughs> like basically, <laughs> basically like my color, like you know, like the whole world. And it's just like, I mean, we we see that now, like you know, and it's it's to a point where. <laughs> if they don't stick together, they will. And like in, in uh, some millenniums, like maybe you won't see any more blonde hair. You yeah, the projection for um, the years to come, they said that more so like how mixed people look, that mm -hmm. would be like the, a new like yeah. race of its own, like them. You're saying mixed people, like, like I'm not right here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, yeah, the tan skin with the curly hair, with the curly like brown or black hair, like those but, mixed features will be like predominant in the near future. And, and one thing that I do, I did want to touch bases on is just like when we say, again, like quote unquote woke, I say um, you got to be woke on more than just matters of race. Yep. Um, it's, it's important to know your history, but the point of history is to learn from it and not dwell on it. Yep. And um, with that, you need to really be conscious of not so much of where you came from, but where you're going. Yep. And I say one thing that people really need to uh, awaken to, and this is something especially specific in here, is financial literacy. Yes. And because I remember, um, I'm gonna I'm I'm put this out there like on Xbox, so I'm a, I got an Xbox, so yeah. <laughs> so we had um, uh, a talk through, through like an Xbox party chat, and we said you cannot be happy and broke in America. No. It's just like we say, if you want to be happy and broke, abandon everything, go to the bed and be a Tibetan monk. Um, because here we are, whether consciously or unconsciously, constantly um, bombarded with egotism, materialism, and, and things of this nature that is really hard to ward off consistently. Um, we, we have a lot a lot of pressures on here. We have a lot of mindsets that are ego driven. And here in America, I really feel like it's hard to constantly be at a point of understanding and acceptance um, through just the things that you go through through your daily life, whether, um, and, and again, this is part of like the, the, the whole matrix that's going on. Like, um, like pressures of like your family telling like oh you i remember like when I, we were around the same age so when i was young like all the all your parents are telling you, you need to go to school and be a doctor or a lawyer yep. <laughs> like so um we don't really get that space of consistence of learning understanding and acceptance because we deal with so much here we don't really have or aren't really in a position where we're able to take long periods of time for ourselves even the most awoken people that will say at sometimes they still deal with struggles it's just like 
they still go, even though as much understanding as they have, they still have emotional connections to people. So when a friend passes, it's only, even though they understand that this is a natural part of life, they're still saddened by it because they had an emotional connection to this person. Um, just as far, even as far as building friendships, um, you know, we we generally tend to like certain people more than more than others, even though well, we have this understanding that okay, yeah, we're all human, we all make mistakes and errors. It's just hear how we're ingrained, and a big part of that, even in understanding that, it's just like it's hard to maintain that level here. And I will say, it's it's hard to stay awake, <laughs> stay awake. And like even 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 with myself, like I'll, I'll say this, like you know, I fall victim to egotism. Uh, for one thing, like I'm an artist, so like naturally, it's just like I go in there with the inter- uh, with the energy, like yeah, I am the best. <laughs> like you know, I am, I am. Like so, it's 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 something that like that's one of those things that drives my creative energy. And um, so like I can't go in there and be like, oh yeah, we're all we're all great artists, we're all amazing. Oh, understand, we have something. This is like. It's that competitive energy that I need to hold on to, or not necessarily need to, that I want to hold on to, that allows me to be creative. Um, even down to like writing poetry, they they say like <laughs> like the sad poems are the best poems. Like nobody yeah. wants to hear about like oh like nobody wants to hear a poem like oh today was great da 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 this yeah. that and that. Like we sometimes like we need like that kind of strife to relate to, in a sense. Um, because more so in those dark times we need people to say like oh this we that's when we need the most help so i think when we really talk about being woke that's like the true essence of it for me being woke, it means being empathetic to other people and, it, and it's hard to do that too like because uh, <laughs> you know some of us we get spiteful <laughs> yeah yeah it's <laughs> like, true and uh and and, and again that comes with um uh, growing with age and maturing real really so growing wise because you know you have a lot of people that's like aging but not growing yeah i always say maturity and aging i go hand in hand because you have a lot of people who are older than us Mm -hmm. who act way immature like they are nowhere near and then you have people who are younger who are wiser because a lot of the time i say a lot of people go through events Mm -hmm sometimes traumatic sometimes and it forces you to be wiser and you're like kind of exposed to this stuff and you have no choice Mm -hmm. but to like wisen up and you know that's why they say like people like young people who have old souls they they always like they make that like a a thing like oh yeah you know i got an old soul but really it's like why yeah is it because what were you exposed to to make you have to grow up so fast to make you not enjoy being a child to make you not enjoy that because I feel like we all should revert back sometimes to that child in us because think about it kids they're they're carefree they don't mm-hmm. they don't they don't think about what they do they just do it they do what makes them happy like pouring a bowl of cereal and like simple things like that we look at that as like mundane the regular day-to-day things but to them that's like the joy of the world I pour my kids some cereal they look at me like I just made magic like I just made <laughs> it happen and 
it's like we have to revert back to that because sometimes being too wise it's like you kind of lose sight of like reality too because then everything is logical to you everything has to have a reason everything has to have a purpose everything has to be purpose driven where that was like, a big issue for me like even like a couple years ago like back when i was like 19 like i was like i was like a little smart ass i thought i knew it all you know what i mean like <laughs> but uh, or it's like you know sometimes you just gotta roll roll with the punches but be aware of like everything that's around you like don't get lost in like la la land either like it's, it's like balance it's like having balance and wokeness i feel to me is like having balance like i read a quote where it said that being woke is malleable like it's impressionable because it's it doesn't fit into one category of what you can be woke to because there are people who are fighting social injustices in other places who we would refer to as woke like when i was when I was doing my research on wokeness, I, I seen that a lot of articles because this is like a popular. It was like a popular like slang word. Like people go, "Oh, you woke, yeah. stay woke." Like, but the people that who they referred to as woke were not other black people. Mm. It was white people. Like they would hail the people who were white, like as because they had knowledge of us and like us wanting to fight these social injustices and fight all the things that happen, they would label them like Woke Bay and stuff like that. Like Woke Bay, if you Google that, it's some guy named Matt McGorry. Like this is white guy. Like I'm not making this up. This is like really facts. Like, and it was mind boggling to me because I'm like, out of all the extremely woke people that are out there that really go hard for like any social injustices, all across the board, it shocked me that he was, and it's because he's a straight white man who fights for the rights of gay people, who fights for the rights of black people, who fights for the rights of immigrants and all those things like that, which is cool, but it's like, when you look at the black leaders who mm -hmm. um, fight for our rights, they usually get slandered. They get, they get called derogatory names. Their credibility always gets questioned. Their motives get questioned. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, look at Dr. Umar Johnson. I'm not, everybody knows, I'm not a fan of his at all. Like, I am just <laughs> I, not. I, I didn't do, know that. This is news to me. Love, <laughs> Dr. Hey, Umar, I, do not, I do not support Dr. Umar Johnson for my own personal reason. Mm -hmm. Now, I do support his movement for the school. The ways he went about it, hey, to each his own, it worked for him because his school now is up and running, mm -hmm. apparently. Or so I've heard. I'm gonna have to check that, but so I've heard that he has opened the school, but he gets slandered not only by other white people in his credibility check, but by other black people. Mm. Like I do not agree with him, but at the end of the day, if he says something or does something that you know that will motivate our people or get our people talking or get us on the fast track of doing something, mm. like he's all for us building our own villages and you know having the currency going through us and building black wealth building black schools building building um you know us being financially yeah. secure where we won't have to depend on other businesses oh you don't like h&m and all those stuff doing racist stuff make your own clothes make your own lines of clothing make buy your own buildings make your own stores start your own towns do that like start your own schools you don't like the way these schools are treating your kids open your own schools for your kids, things like that. So it's like, he he speaks on those things. I don't, and like I said, I don't agree with everything that he says, mm -hmm. and I don't agree with him as a person, but he is trying to encourage the people. And it's just crazy to me how they, they slander him, like, um, 
the writer from the root I was reading because I was researching like what the meaning of hotep is and why people use it in a negative way. And like I said previously, it means at peace. So it's like weird to me like that people would be like, oh, he a whole type of ass nigga. Yeah. And it's that they use that like in a derogatory way to describe most woke black men. And all the time, they always, 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 they always question the credibility of them. Yeah. But they won't question the credibility of someone else. They would just be like, if he said, yep, that's law, that's it. We dancing, he invited to the cookout. But if... Dr. Umar Johnson or someone else was to say it, it'd be like, where are you getting these facts from? Like, you just pulling this out your ass yeah. and stuff like that. So it, it's just like, we have to really like reevaluate how receptive we are to this knowledge we're getting it from. Because if it's a familiar face, we should be more receptive to it. We shouldn't always question it. And I think that goes with the power thing. Like, we're not used to yeah. prominent black men being in power like how it is now like we have more and more people in power and positions like now we see ourselves in in positions that we weren't in and it's crazy how people be like oh racism doesn't exist but there's a lot of firsts that are happening for black people now 2019 now in these later years mm -hmm. that are happening for us and it's like why is this happening now why like why couldn't this have been inclusive all along yeah but but again, like I said, that go that goes back to the business model. It's just like if they if uh, if you put in you know, in one person's mouth, you might be taken out of another person's, um, which is 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 not always the case. But it's it's just a way to maintain a level of power structure. Like you said, they they found a way to you know uh, profit off the prison system. You know by you know getting basic like like you said free labor. Uh, like I found um, I found out. Um, like you said, there are farms, and like so, like a lot of that "quote unquote" locally grown food or um, made in the U.S. is <laughs> it, coming from free labor, um, and that's why I said, like uh, again, when we when we talk about like you know being woke, and that's why some um, something I was saying is like being more financially literate because it's just like here. Um, you're not going to get any anything without you know uh, with assets and good credit. So um, that's that's one of the things that we kind of got to like really be more conscious. Even though um, you know money is just whatever we give value to it. Like we give numbers in our bank account like value, even though it's not actually like physical money because everybody else accepts it, we accept it. So it's just like really like understanding. And 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 this is one of the book one of my more recent favorite books. It's uh the richest man in Babylon, and they really talk about that, and it's just um, that really opened up my eyes to where, like, really understanding where my money was going, and like, really how understand like how to make my money work better for me, because um, I'm, I don't even want to put anybody on blast, but it's just like uh, we see that um, people come into like these large sums of money, and then immediately it's gone and we wonder how like how is that possible how how a person could um like stumble across like all this money in one sitting and then it just go out of sight like just like that and part of that is again like i said when you're being woke is being financially literate understanding where to put your money so that it's making money and profitable investments and businesses that you know is going to make uh going to make you profits, whether even if it's not immediately, but you say like five, 10, 20 years down the line, 
and this was something else that I was reading in that destruction, the, the destruction of black civilization. It's just that when they implement these, you know, racist business tactics, they're not just which looking. people think didn't exist because they do. There are a lot of business tactics too. Um, it makes it harder for us to get into that, yes. into the business field. So, so it's like when they look at this, it's not looking at just like the immediate result of the situation, but 10, 20, 30, 40 years down the line. Uh, I remember when um, Jay-Z was saying on 444 that, you know, that the uh, Jewish people was buying up the block right from there, uh, right next to them. And, you know, they start off with one building then two buildings, then three buildings, then six buildings. And it's just like, they're not only looking out for the immediate result but of their children's children. They're looking at 30 years down the line, 40, 50 years down the line, making plans as far as like longevity. And that's what I was saying as far as like, understanding how what you do today affects tomorrow. Yep. I feel like you have to plant the seed today. And a lot of people want the immediate mm -hmm. result of like, they everybody lives in this right now mentality like i want it right now it yeah. has to be right now nobody wants to plan and prep for the future like one of my goals is to own a building like to own my own building and maybe own a few buildings but ultimately i'm starting off with i want to own a building because it's it's not about me no more like i'm trying to set up my future so that when i'm asleep my money is being made i know it's being made invested in different things like different business ventures because a lot of people don't know that they think oh you just get rich off of one scheme like no you have to have several mm -hmm. failed business plans in order for you to get that one that really goes like a lot of a lot of the successful businessmen they didn't start with just they didn't get their idea overnight and they didn't just become successful overnight they had to put in blood sweat and tears like if you don't want to invest in like say real estate mm -hmm. invest save up your money instead of buying like ten thousand dollars shoes bags and things like that Buy a franchise, buy into a franchise, open yeah. up a Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. open up a Chick-fil-A, open up a McDonald's. Your money will literally make itself. But because we live in this right now mentality and like we have to impress people, mm -hmm. it's like people are so fixated on like this looking image, like looking no. successful, but not being successful. <laughs> like I just cannot fathom me having a thousand dollar bag or a thousand dollar shoes. I don't have a thousand dollars in my bank account. Yeah. That will never make sense to me. Like I'm not, I'll never do nothing like that. I just feel like, in order for us to get ahead, you have to plant and plan, plant your seeds and plan for accordingly for your future. Put your money into accounts. I'm one of those people who came into a sum of money and blew it because I was young and I didn't yeah. understand. I didn't understand financial literacy. My mom understands that. She was the one who was trying to put in my head, like, put half your money in a CD account. You know, let that money just build itself. In five years, you'll have double the money. But no, I just wanted the money, and I wanted to go <laughs> and impress Lord. everybody. Falls. I wanted to go <laughs> hang out in the clubs and buy every everybody this that. Buy a car so I could show everybody I'm whipping. And I crashed the car. Like after I bought it, I crashed the car. So it's like <laughs> my money just went nowhere. I didn't buy anything that would increase in value. Everything that I got from that money, I can't show you nothing. I don't got the car that I bought with the money. I don't have none of the clothes that I bought with that money. Nothing that I bought with that money, I can show for it. So that's why now, if I was ever granted the opportunity again to come into a sum of money, mm -hmm. I'm investing that into something. I don't like into something like now 
like people look forward to like income tax time. Like that's the time like where I feel like everybody talks about everybody income what they do with the income tax when money. I get my check. My taxes. <laughs> but do you know if you take that income tax money and invest it into something, even if you just put it into like an IRA or something like that, and just let that money just build up. You don't have to put your whole entire fund into it. Take like three thousand dollars, put it in there, and don't you won't even think about it. Like you won't miss it. And then you know in four or five years, go back, your money is basically making itself. Yeah. Your money is putting itself into it. I always tell people, if you get into a job, like into any job, get into their 401k, get a share out of the company. Especially if you can. if the employer match. <laughs> yep. If your employer matches, join their 401k, join, do things that will make you make money, have a retirement fund, have a rainy day fund, have a college fund, because at the end of the day, that money, that money that you're not spending, you're not going to miss it. If you never see it, you're not going to miss it. Like how, how I used to do it is when I got paid, I would have it set where a part of my money would go into my account and then it would go into different savings accounts so that I could save my money without seeing it. So when I got my check, that was what I used yeah. instead of me looking like, oh, I got $900, I mean, you know, whatever. I would get what's left after what's getting taken out. And I wouldn't set it as a monetary amount it would be more like a percentage so all right five percent is going to go here and maybe like this amount 7.5 going to go there and here and there and it's a different amount every time so like i said i'll never like you know i only see the end result of it and i feel like that's a smart way like invest in something like take if you get like ten thousand dollars in income tax money you know take that save it and then buy either like buy a duplex like a little duplex house you live on one side and rent the other side. You know, it's a house on Jersey Street that I'm looking at. It's like twenty something thousand. Don't tell them <laughs> if you want to go half on it. But, look at Trenton uh, right now. Like, all right, look, take this right now, this city right now. I'm not from Trenton. I'm from New Brunswick. I I grew up in that area. I grew up in like a suburban area, Franklin. Shout out to my F town heads. Um, <laughs> I grew up up there, and when I moved down here, I was moved by. How many abandoned houses there are like i i maybe seen like maybe a couple abandoned houses but it does usually like if they burnt down or something it wasn't like abandoned because you know they they was bandos it was like you know like abandoned houses and things like that yeah um i look at trenton now there's so many properties down here that if you just if you buy it they're like next to nothing like thirty thousand twenty thousand the if most pro the most highest that. property i seen out here was probably like five hundred thousand and that was in hiltonia um, if you put together like 10% of that, a down payment. So if there's a house for $20,000 and you get that like two stacks and things like that and go meet and get all your closing costs and things like that, because yeah, you have to have 10%, but you also have to have your closing costs, your attorney fees, things like that. You know, you have to get good your homeowners credit, so you're not good getting, credit, so you're but not also <laughs> if you don't have good credit, work on your credit so that at least it's 680 or at least above 650, because then they, the banks will work with, especially if you're a first time homeowner facts so if you um ever want to do those types of things and you buy like a home out here you don't have to live out here you could fix it up because then there's grants out here in the city like the city will give you grants to fix up these said homes because they're trying to revitalize the city and make it more um you know economically you know stable because right now it's like there's a lot of abandoned properties that are foreclosed and the banks don't want to sit on these houses they don't want nothing to do with these houses they want to make money like we're making money so a house is an investment you put the same amount of money into an apartment that they're going to kick you out of 
in a house that's your property, your house literally makes money for you because you can take money out of your house. Out of your house. Cash out refinance. Yep. Or finance, financial literacy yep. for another debate. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> that's another part of being woke is being aware of everything around you. Like, and then also study the laws in each town because living in a city like this, it's they're a little more lean. They're more towards helping people. Whereas if you go into suburban things, that goes back to when they redlined us. They're a little more stricter in where they show us houses, how where they want us to move to. So just if you ever get a realtor, make sure your realtor is inclusive. Make sure your realtor doesn't show you just certain places like in the hood, make sure they spread out all of your options there because redlining was a big thing back in the fifties and sixties when we were becoming more independent and move, branching out of cities and moving to the suburbs. They wanted to keep us in groups, like in certain parts, like certain neighborhoods. So if you notice, like there would be like in certain suburbs, there'd be a specifically black only neighborhood where it was like where the bad school was, where they would send the kids and then the other people would live on the other side of town mm -hmm. with the other school. And a lot of times, a lot of these towns do not want black people moving there because they feel like it'll bring, the property bring their value. property value down. And that's mm -hmm. one thing that a lot of people value is property value because your house literally, even if you pay your house off, you're going to have to pay your, your property taxes forever, forever unless you buy the land, but then you're going to still have to pay land tax. So you're going to get taxed no matter what. Taxation is the devil, but you got You're gonna have to pay it as long as you live in America. Again, it's it's all about understanding. Again, it's like we said, understanding the world around you, so you can you you can work through it. Now, let me ask you this: What do you feel like is the importance of knowing your history? Um, because I think more so now today, and, and this is one thing that I can't, me personally, I can't stand is the constant reminder of slavery. Like I think it's 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 to the point where I think we've built too much history between then to kind of just like focus on that. I like, feel like, like what's, what's the importance of knowing like, not just that, that, that 400 years, but your complete history. I feel like we were only taught 10% of real history. Mm -hmm. And that's why it keeps piggybacking to those events because what I've learned is if you don't learn and accept your knowledge and grow from your knowledge, yeah. from the history of those things, it's going to repeat itself. Their history always repeats itself. If you do not learn that lesson, that goes to karmic lessons and things like that. If you do not learn that lesson, it's going to continue to pop its head back up and keep repeating itself. And that's why people keep talking about the argument of slavery, because a lot of people want us to just move forward from it. And how can we move forward from something that set us back when we were in our native land as kings, queens, businessmen, we had colleges, we had all these things, and they took us here and tried to strip us of that and bring us down to basically subhuman. Like the things that they did people in slavery, they do not want to talk about and they need to be addressed. And that's why that keeps coming up and that conversation is brought up because they used to experiment on us. They used to take our children from us. They used to do so much things to us. There are a lot of people now who cannot trace their history and maybe distant cousins because they were separated and sold like we were cattle. So this is a conversation that needs to be spoken about. And you know, everybody was compensated from slavery, but the slaves, white people were paid out for losing their slaves. And we, and they get into the argument of reparations. They don't want to pay us back, but they're benefiting from slavery. They got paid out. So they were able to build and accrue generational wealth off of that payout of the slaves. And that's why slavery is such a big thing because 
they want you to forget that it happened. And I say, don't forget that it happened, but we take that knowledge and apply it to today and learn that we're not going to go back there, but we're going to be better than that because they still use that to implement different things to us. All right, look at what happened after slavery. Look at the timeline of events that happened after slavery that we were taught because, again, a lot of this thing is through one lens, through one narrative. Right. A lot of the knowledge we had to learn through ourselves because they don't talk about, they only talk about the, submiss the slaves that submitted to them. They don't talk about all the rebellions. They do not want us to know about all the rebellions. They tell you about Nat Turner because that was a, a famous one, but there were different rebellions. There was rebellions in the Caribbean. That's why a lot of those islands were freed before we were freed because those people did not want to be slaves. They, they're Haiti, Jamaica, all those islands freed themselves. They declared their independence. They rebelled against those people and fought against those people. So in those countries, um, they, they, their history of slavery is different than what we talk about. So their issues now aren't how we are about it. Mm. Like they, they rebelled and they earned their freedom. Like their independence days, they celebrate. We do not celebrate Independence Days because we were still slaves for Independence Day. Our Independence Day is Juneteenth, which a lot of people do not know about. There are people who today did not know about Juneteenth 10 years ago. They learn about it through Facebook, yeah. through other people sharing it. So this is a conversation that needs that needs to be had. We, we were only taught this much about slavery, and we were only taught what made the other side look good. Like there are people in the South who still believe that the Confederates won the war, so it's like. But that that's a disillusion. And that, yeah, that, they're that, just that's, that's, that's they're just sweet. Um, but for, for me, for what I was saying is that point is just um. I approach it from a different light. Like um, I understand what happened, but then I look at it in the aspect of how far we come from a people that's been in a position that's four hundred years behind, but then. Today, we have more black millionaires and billionaires than we've ever seen. So, when I say like look at the history from the from like the grand scope, it's also it's just like also look at the success that we've made from scraps. But look from, at what we had to get go through to get to that yeah. because it wasn't always black millionaires because we are yeah. just now having our first black millionaires and billionaires, which goes back to what I said about a lot of first even happening now. We've had to go through everything from post-slavery mm -hmm. to the Jim Crow era to um, civil rights, to our leaders being assassinated, to the 70s when they started splitting up the black homes and creating the propaganda of the, the black family, like, oh, the black dad is an absentee dad, when just in the 50s and 60s, the black father was the head of household. He was the main staple of the home. And a black family was a nuclear family. It usually was a mother, father, and their children. Mm -hmm. And now, and then in the 70s and 80s, when they introduced crack into the neighborhoods, when the government put it into our neighborhoods and started using that against us, it, they used that narrative like black men aren't in the home, you know, they're the welfare queens and things like that, when they introduced those things. So when you say, look at how far we've come, the success stories are great, but it's like more so, even if you're a successful black person, Kanye said it, even if you're in a Benz, you're still a nigga in a coupe. Mm -hmm. They do not respect the black, black success. And that's why we have to look at how all those things, like, and remember those things and learn from them. We do not learn from them. That's what 
is like missing true. We don't mm-hmm. learn from slavery. We just more so are looking at it like, oh, we, we were slaves and now we're here. Like, no, we were people who were, who were enslaved, but fought above that. We were people who had laws created to make sure that we do not get ahead and we rose above that. We were people who are constantly being projected in the media as nothing more than criminals and welfare queens and things like that. We rise above that. There are so many successful black actresses, actors, millionaires, business owners, real estate gurus, and things like doctors. Like I just learned through Instagram that the person who created laser surgery, LASIK surgery was a black doctor, was a black woman. I did not know that. So this is this is all like fascinating to me how we learned that. But I feel like we should know our history because we're going to end up going back to that if, our, if we're ignorant to it. Yeah. If you just turn a blind eye to an act like it never happened, it's going to happen again. They're going to it's going to be new slavery. It's not going to be as intense as the old slavery, but it's going to be in that form. They're going to try to fight that power struggle like and, you know, make but, us be in that. Again. So, so let, let me ask you this. Um, on, the, on the topic of racism and it being a business model, do you think racism is just a ploy and it's more so elitism? Because, like I said, we see that it's not just brought upon us, but, you know, um, even white supremacists are manipulated, but they don't see any benefit from it. Um, I don't so, think it's white and black anymore. I think it's more now we're in classism where it's like the haves and the have-nots. It's just like I'm who, not who like, is more who has more money and who has more pull in this world because it's not even about money anymore either because our currency and all those things like that are not really put. It's yeah, more like so said, like so. you know the pro, the prominent elite people that are running the show like yeah. the Rothschilds and all those people like that. But that's a whole nother like thing but, in itself. And, and that's why I was saying it's just like um. <laughs> it don't matter if you're black or white if you got green. Yeah. <laughs> like even if they don't, it, it, um, even if they don't like you, they'll deal with you. And I remember um, I was talking to um, one of the guys I worked with, Gideon, and he was saying he was just like, yeah, you know, Ghana and Nigerians don't, they, we don't like each other. But if it's over business, you know, we'll work, we'll work with you. Um, so um, and, and that's why I wanted like to touch bases as uh, as, as far as this is like, because you know they'll still you know treat them like cattle it's just like they'll give them like they might pull my, us up like uh, ahead of them but like it's like just enough so you feel like <laughs> so you feel like you're somewhere but not so much where you threaten our position yeah you know what i mean that's why so. people who are like a lot of the people who they i'm gonna use this Lucy, who they select as like prominent figures um they select them carefully of who they choose to promote mm because you can't have someone who's gonna promote something that will awaken us. Because a lot of time they look at people like sheeple, mm-hmm. like, you know, and they try to control us through, like you said, through our emotions and like that. And you can't have a power who's gonna incite, like, you know, us opening our minds and really thinking like, hey, like, well, yeah. we can really do these things. Like we can really get out of here. They'd rather people pollute the community and keep, keep them down. Like they promote Jay-Z and Jay-Z is all about black business, but they always try to tear down his credibility of yeah. how he got there too. They like, well, you know, he was a drug dealer who beat yeah. a murder charge and things like that. Like, so it's like, how yeah. encouraging it's, is that? It's, it's one of the things that, you know, like, like that's in a sense promoted. 
And like you know, they they love selling bad news, but uh, and again, it's it's part of the manipulation because they won't tell you that they're yeah, it's part of propaganda. They use yeah. they use what they can to control us. Like, um, media is like fear based, so they, they prey on American our peers. Media. Yeah, I mean, well, and other media censor things completely. Yeah. Like, we couldn't have a show like this in certain other countries, like especially not in China or nothing like that. We would never have a show like this. We'd be dead by now. Or Korea. We wouldn't even have this internet. So we have to think of, like, in America, we have free speech, but it's not really so free because if we say something that they don't agree with, we'll be censored. We'll be banned from doing this stuff and things like that. So yeah. we're not, we're free, but we're not free. We're free-ish. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, we're still, like, in some way, shape, or form, like, mod like kind of modern-day slaves. Like, we can't say and do as we please. Like, you... you say things but that's life like anything you do has a consequence so you can say and do anything and you think you're gonna say and do anything but you're there's gonna be something attached to it and that's mm -hmm. what a lot of people are threatened by now especially like with that's powerful why, people and, and and that's why like when you do get in a position of power you kind of gotta keep your head low um if you if you're in a situation like that and you are making power plays you can't be like front and center like um we know there's like all these uh all these billionaires but we probably only know like a handful yeah you like know? a lot of people i didn't know were billionaires yeah, on like, the forbes list and they're yeah, not but there's a difference between being a socialite and being famous yeah and being wealthy because you can be wealthy and mind your business yeah no it's, it's a book on that the millionaire next door yep and it'll tell you about you know people who, who've amassed like you know millions of dollars a month but they live right next to you so um again it, it's like she said it's all about doing your research and and more than like i said just race you know you gotta be more awoken on spiritually just be conscious yeah conscious relationship of relationship wise too you know being be uh keeping up in mind that um you are dealing with another person and and one thing that we say when we woke is um understanding and then understanding that you won't understand everything Yep. That's, that's um, a big part. Of it. And, and then a big part of it is acceptance. Once you accept a lot of things, you're able to do more about it for yourself, though. Maybe not necessarily like attacks, but approach the issue different. Or this is what I'm going to do to avoid these situations and make life better for me and my family. So, yep. So. But I think. That was a, a really good one today on and, and you guys got a lot of gems today you know on like being a homeowner making sure that you work on your credit because credit is like the number one thing in america you are nothing without your credit if you have bad credit you can't do anything here they're not going to loan you anything you're not going to be able to get ahead a lot of people aren't even rich they just got really good credit so just yeah. remember that yeah you can leverage your credit so today on the base that was a good one so, yep so. so i hope you guys enjoyed it